You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. of transformative scientific powers capable of changing the very nature of the human species and radically remaking the planet itself. Now remember, as I read this, this is an article on GeneralElectric.com and it's written mainly to the employees. At around the same time that Klaus Schwab published the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. So the CEO of the company takes the orders from Klaus Schwab and the fourth in, or, and the World Economic Forum, he publishes them to the employees. Because remember, now employees are going to be asked to help build certain technologies in which they may not morally, ethically, or through common sense believe in. And so they have to prep them for what's about to come. Remember, the employees at GE are like me and you. They're just worker bees. They do what they're told. And some of them are going to say, no, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't really want to be part of this. But they're not going to have a choice. Advances in information technologies and artificial intelligence are combining with advances in the biological sciences, including genetics, reproductive technologies, neuroscience, synthetic biology, as well as advances in the physical sciences to create breathtaking synergies now recognized as the fourth industrial revolution. So GE is not hiding from the fact that they are affiliated with the World Economic Forum and with Klaus Schwab, of which we will do some stories on him and tell you about his background and who he is and who helped create him. But again, the fourth industrial revolution, it's claiming the tenets are genetics, reproductive technologies, neuroscience, synthetic biology. Okay, now let's move on. These new powers hold great promise for curing and preventing disease. Let me pause right there. These new powers hold great promise for curing and preventing disease. See, it always has to be sold to you and me that it's about helping us, the damn dirty humans. Yes, the elites, the technocrats, the multi-trillionaire bankers, the technocracy, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and the rest of the gang love me and you. They love us. They wake up every day thinking about us, don't you know? They love the plebes. They love us so. These new powers hold great promise for curing and preventing disease, improving agriculture output, and enhancing quality of life in many ways. However, no technology is neutral, and the powers of the fourth industrial revolution certainly are not. Now, why is this important? It's important because, as we pointed out, they're saying the promise for curing and preventing disease. They're making it about you, scaring you into disease. Well, actually, the employees of GE that are reading this, but scaring them into the idea of disease. And they're going to be the great, powerful people that are going to stop disease. And they're going to improve agriculture output and enhance quality of life in many ways. See, they are the saviors. They are going to do all these wonderful things for us. They wake up every day dreaming about helping us. But you have to remember, all of them get up there and talk about the dangers of technology. 
and how artificial intelligence, genetic modification, uh, weather manipulation are very dangerous. Again, the very people on the stage that are telling you it's dangerous are the very people that are creating it. They act as if there's some little fat hacker kid in a basement somewhere designing this, and it's inevitable, and yet they are going to now come out and help you overcome it when, in fact, they are the very Frankenstein doctors that are creating this stuff. They are the people creating this technology and then claiming they're going to be the ones to save you from it. See, they never mention, and remember, World Economic Forum is really post-politics. It's above politics. But if they want to improve quality of life, they could end taxes and let us keep all of the money that we earn for our labor or the services or the products that we sell. They could, they could do so many things, like leave you the hell alone. Okay, so let's move on to the next part. Since these technologies will ultimately decide so much of our future, it is deeply irresponsible not to consider together whether and how to deploy them. See, what they're already telling you is that it's, it's a done deal. See, they're not saying, hey, there's these new technologies coming. Do we call it the fourth industrial revolution? What is it? They say, since these technologies will ultimately decide so much of our future, it is deeply irresponsible not to consider together whether and how to deploy them. They're telling you it's inevitable. It's inevitable. And I'm going to get a little drink of some sparkling water from my dear daddy. This Father's Day, I'll be snuggled up in mommy's tummy. But next Father's Day, I'll be cuddled up with you. I can't wait to meet you, Daddy. That was not an ad. This was a, uh, this was a mug from my wonderful, beautiful life partner, Billy. No, Billy. Uh, from my wife, Maggie. We have a baby on the way, which is why I really need to get my homestead built. Okay, since these technologies will ultimately decide so much of our future, it is deeply irresponsible not to consider together whether and how to deploy them. Thankfully, there is a growing global recognition of the need for governance. Professor Klaus Schwab, executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, for example, has called for agile governance achieved through public-private collaborations among business, government, science, academia, and non-governmental civic organizations. Wendell Wallach and Gary Marchant, both scholars in this area, have proposed governance coordinating committees, or GCCs, that would be created for each major technology sector and serve as honest brokers. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot to unravel. He says, thankfully, there's a growing global recognition of the need for governance, right? So now they're creating all of these new technologies that then they claim they have to govern because I'm not going to be governing it. You're not going to be governing it. So they're creating a new technological prison planet in which they need to be governors of. Well, if artificial intelligence is so good, why isn't it governing itself and these people would be out of the picture? See, these are the masters of the universe. These are the social engineering class. That is who they are. It says Professor Klaus Schwab, who I told you who he was, has called for agile governance achieved through public-private collaborations. Now, this is back in 2016, remember. Public-private partnership is a tagline that Donald Trump used throughout COVID when he was selling COVID. 
I am going to get things spelled to the public-private partnership. We're going to get it done. So beautiful. Public-private, private-public, come together. Unbelievable. It's going to be so great. So great. Listen, when the public and the private sectors are cooperating so much, of which they were before Donald Trump's era, let's not make a mistake, okay? How many, co- how many companies are floated by government contracts? How many people work for the government and for contractors that work for the government? It's insane if you saw those numbers. But the public-private partnership is essentially communism, fascism. It's corporatism. It's technocracy, and that is what we're seeing in play today. So as Klaus Schwab is saying, he's going to bring together the public-private collaborations among business, government, science, academia, and non-governmental civic organizations. Basically, all of the people are going to rule over us. The elites are now going to be in charge of this technology that they want to give us. We want to give it to you. We love you, but we're going to be in charge of it, and we're going to govern it. And we're going to govern it to make sure it's ethical and that there's honest brokers in charge of it. Really? Really? You're going to spend all this time, all this money, all this energy to build a technological prison planet to control the people, but then you're going to govern it to make sure you're controlling me ethically. Unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. Seriously. The very people creating it will be the people managing it and governing it. So how very nice of them as they claim that they want to hand the reins of this technology over to us. But let's continue with this article from GE.com, that's General Electric, from November 2016. Whatever forms governance takes, and it will and should take many forms, many forms, really, we need to make sure that governing bodies and public discussion address four critical questions. The answers to these questions will require both scientific input and a willingness to discuss the ethical and social implications of the choices we face. We don't need to break that down. Let's get right into the meat of this. Should the technology be developed in the first place? Well, I would say no. Should the technology be developed in the first place? Well, of course, the answer to that is yes. Otherwise, they wouldn't be writing this article to propagandize their employees into whatever they were about to tell them to do back in November 2016. This question, for example, is now being asked with regard to a possible ban on autonomous lethal weapons or militarized robots. And wait until you see the article that I have for you in a couple of days about the nanobot robot weaponry that the military industrial complex has been building. But the question, for example, is now being asked with regard to a possible ban on autonomous lethal weapons or militarized robots. To date, there is no record of a lethal autonomous weapon picking its own target and destroying it without humans being involved in the decision-making. However, Many experts see this prospect materializing in the near future unless a worldwide ban is instituted soon. You see, what did I bring up to you before? That if Donald Trump and Elon Musk and Bill Gates and all of these guys, Peter Thiel and the rest of them, are so powerful and so influential and so wealthy, 
and they truly wanted to stop this stuff from occurring, they would stop building it all together. They would call for a worldwide ban and they would put artificial intelligence back into the can and toss it into the dumpsters of time. And we would not have to deal with this, but that is not what they're doing. But they claim right here that they have the ability to call on a ban on pieces of the technology, right? So if we're supposed to believe they're rogue states like China or Russia or North Korea, and China, Russia, and North Korea, who all use the United States as an example of a rogue state, then the rogue states are going to build them anyway, no? Well, I guess not. It's the World Economic Forum. It's world government. They all are actually friends. Only you believe that there's multiple teams. There are no teams. And so they say, should we have a ban on these weapons? They're going to have a ban on those weapons, not because those elites are going to fire missiles at each other. It's because they don't want these things in our hands to go after them. Now, I want to point something out because it's really interesting. In a video that I watched the other day, it was an interview with Yuval Noah Harari, who is the prophet, known as the prophet of the World Economic Forum. He's Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, his consigliatory, his king philosopher. Well, it says, to date, there is no record, and remember, this is 2016, to date, there is no record of a lethal autonomous weapon picking its own target and destroying it without humans being involved in the decision-making. Why is that important? Because Yuval Harari, in a recent interview with Mark Zuckerberg, where the two of them sat down together like two eggheads and actually discussed the technology and the ethics behind all of this technology, and Yuval said to Zuckerberg, remember, this guy is so powerful. He is the right-hand man, the Klaus Schwab. And he said to Mark, I do not fear the day that AI and the robots do not follow the order of the human. I fear the day when they do follow the order of the human. So that was recent, a couple of months ago which is six years after this article was written. I guess they made their decision that autonomous artificial intelligence weaponry and robots are totally fine. As long as they don't follow the orders of the people that created them. Unbelievable. This is like dystopian stuff, folks. It sounds so crazy, but it actually is so real. Another example is geoengineering, which is the use of technology. Okay, now pay careful attention to this. Anyone who has ever talked about chemtrails, who's ever talked about HARP, weather machines, weather control, cloud seeding, who gets called a conspiracy theorist, doesn't just need an apology, but they literally need a street named after them. Because right here, this is on generalelectric.com, talking about certain technologies of the fourth industrial revolution, whether or not ethically they need to be banned. And the reason why this is put into this article is because remember, This article is propaganda being written to GE employees in November 2016 before they're about to be told to do something that maybe they don't want to be part of building. So they have to make it seem like, okay, this is a bad one. Maybe we won't have this. Maybe we should discuss this. So it says, another example is geoengineering, which is the use of technology to alter planetary conditions, often to change the climate so as to reduce the Earth's warming. This is a truly global issue that needs a collective approach. Since one nation state may make climate changes that are beneficial for itself, but detrimental to others. They're totally full of shit about that. 
But basically right here, what do they do? They admit that they geoengineer, which, which people like myself already knew this, but there's a lot of people that didn't. So, I mean, they admit it in November 2016 that they have geoengineering technology. Furthermore, some of the strategies, for example, proposals to seed the stratosphere with nanoparticles, and there's nano as we talk about nanobots, nanotechnology, nanoparticles. Some people believe that there may be nanoparticles that were in the jabs. I don't know that. I didn't look at it under a microscope, but, you know, it may be. For example, proposals to seed the stratosphere with nanoparticles carry unknown but potentially large risk for the planet as a whole. Science may or may not be able to quantify the risk, but even if we have risk estimates discerning how much risk we should take, if any, is not something science alone can answer. Ultimately, it is a moral assessment we need to make collectively. Remember, they just said they were going to set up governing bodies of which they're going to govern. So they are going to make the moral assessment of whether or not we need to ban certain technologies like geoengineering or like autonomous lethal weapons. These are the same people who start wars, who kill people. So they're going to make the moral assessment as to whether or not these technologies should exist, of which they're building. So they're building them, then they're going to discuss whether they need to ban them at their governing council after they already created them. Give me a break. This is so easy to see through. It's actually boring to discuss. Number two, if a technology is going to proceed, to what ends should it be deployed? During the fourth industrial revolution, there will be a wide variety of so-called human enhancements on offer. Human enhancements. I don't think they're discussing penis enlargements. Unbelievable. Greatest penis enlargement. Great penis enlargements. So huge. Hugest of all time. So unbelievable. Make penis enlargements great again. I'm Donald Trump. For blue chew, blue chew, unbelievable. Same chewable ingredients as a Viagra in a chewable blue pill. I hate blue, love red. I'm a Republican, so gray, so gray. Anyway, during the fourth industrial revolution, there will be a wide variety of so-called human enhancements on offer. <laughs> like the Amazon of uh, body modification. Some will focus on eliminating diseases. Oh, thank you. Yeah, eliminate the disease. We are the disease to them, by the way. Some will focus on eliminating diseases. Others may extend human capacities we wish to promote or reduce, such as greater athletic ability, greater memory, or less aggressive behavior. Rather than making endorsements or prohibitions about enhancements in general, each type should be considered on a case-by-case -case basis in terms of how likely it is to advance or diminish human flourishing. So they say, should we put a ban, a worldwide ban, of all the people building this prison planet on autonomous lethal weapons and geoengineering? But when it comes to body modification, human enhancements, genetic modification is what they're actually talking about. We'll have to decide that on a case-by-case -case basis. And if it's going to be the best for humanity. Humanity in the eyes of the governors of the councils, which are the elites, by the way. The same people who stem from organizations like Planned Parenthood and the abortionist eugenicist movement. Sickening. So what we're going to do quick is we're going to take a short commercial break for the free public side of this podcast. And then we are going to jump right back in 
and finish off this article. I am Dustin Gold, and you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold.